Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with JK the Reaper. Hola. <laughs> so. So you were born in Greensboro? Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. Born and raised north side. Uh, really, uh, what I call it, they call it the Lost North because most people that go there didn't even know it existed. Oh. And they get lost when they go there. Oh my God. I got lost when I first went there. My mom took me there looking for houses and shit. And we got lost. And I'm like, what the fuck are we at? <laughs> and oh, so we ended up moving there my whole life changed. Oh, so where were you originally born then? Uh, in Greensboro, but just the other side of town. Oh, okay. Um, I was born on the south side, and that's like, I was born in like, in the center, near the, near the mall and shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know, we talk about Greensboro shit, like nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Are your parents originally from North Carolina? Nah, my mom is from Jersey, and my dad is from an even countryer place called Wallace, North Carolina. Okay. And nobody's gonna know where the fuck that is either. <laughs> so, they, so they went to Greensboro for their careers, or? Uh, my mom went to Greensboro because her life in New Jersey was very, like, rough. You know, mm -hmm. she has, like, nine sisters and oh, wow. shit. And, like, so she just wanted to start a new life somewhere else. She went, mm -hmm. to, she went to Greensboro to go to school. You know, there's a lot of colleges. Uh, and my dad was, was trying to get out the country because there was, like, nothing there. And uh, so he went to the school, too, and they ended up going to the same school. And boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Made little me. You know? <laughs> and your dad's really into like hip hop. He DJs also, like for his yeah. parties. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. He's been DJing my whole life. That's crazy. Before I was rapping, I was supposed to be a DJ. Like all he has all the turntable stuff. Yeah, or? everything. All Whoa. the speakers, everything. He taught me how to record myself. That's how I knew how to rap. Cause I was just like freestyling all the time. And then I'm like, yo, I know how to record. Cause my dad taught me, and I was just like press the button and boom. Well, when did your dad start DJing? Oh shit! I don't even know. Wow. He must maybe be so good that if it's like more maybe when his life. he was little, man. I don't even know. I can't. I, before I was born, I don't oh. know, man. Since I don't know the beginning of time, <laughs> <laughs> the land before time. <laughs> and he taught you also how to DJ. Yeah. Uh huh. Are you good? Me? No, or not anymore. Then? I stopped, oh, really? and I was like, shit. Thirteen? Fourteen? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't, it, I don't think it was my thing, man. I wanted to rap. I wanted to be in front of the camera, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And plus, my taste in music is weird. So, like, I'll be the worst DJ ever. I'll throw a party and put some fucking dumb shit on, like Gary Newman. And people are going to be like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> at, a, at a club event or some shit. <laughs> what are your parents' careers then? Uh, my mom works in insurance and my dad still DJs to this day. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? So, like, like, what kind of things does he DJ? Uh, anything. He like frequents a bar, he, like frequents a bar regularly, like a few. Does a lot of clubs. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of artists he DJs for. Uh, shit. Oh, that's man. crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out Pops, DJ Flash. What up? Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Flash. <laughs> oh. How do you describe your personality back then growing up? My personality? Yeah. I was shy as fuck. I was shy. Uh, 
I was quiet. I was a nerd. I just played. I stayed in the house. I was like scared of the world. I don't know what was wrong with me. And then, uh, yeah, then I moved to the north side of North Carolina, like I was telling you about, and then my whole life changed, and boop, here I am. <laughs> I met some crazy motherfuckers that turned me into one, and here mm -hmm. I am, you know? And your mom kicked you out of the house, like, early on, or? I mean, she didn't kick me out. I kind of left, because oh. I fucking ransacked through her shit. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Wait, who told you this shit? <laughs> Where did you get this? Uh, yeah, man, like, the whole fame life thing with my crew, my people back home. Um, my mom was the only, my crib was the only place like everyone could go and shit. Yeah. So like, I just had everyone at my crib all the time. Cause at first it was cool. My mom like, it's cool or whatever. And then people started staying the night. That's cool, that's cool. It's like, oh, they're staying the night. Then we started drinking. Oh, I'm what like, age was I'm, this? I'm like 18, okay. 19. I'm not even, eight, I'm legal to drink. We started having girls over there. We were drinking. Then we started smoking. And we started rapping. Then it, oh man, it was bad, bro. My mom went insane fucking with me, bro. Like, oh, oh man, cause I never listened. Cause my, cause that's when my dad moved out. And like, I don't know, man. Being a single mother is hard, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard, especially when your your son is 19 and rapping. I don't know, man. It's weird. And uh, do you have siblings also? Yeah, I got a I got a sister. I have an older sister and an older brother. Hmm. Uh huh. So I guess you didn't like school then. Me? Oh, hell no. It made me miserable every yeah. single day in there. I slept, I made all Fs from, oh, I'm not proud of that. I made all Fs from when I was, from, <laughs> <laughs> I made all Fs from <laughs> the beginning of middle school to like, I dropped out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But I'm not dumb, I'm a smart dude. I just don't like everything that surrounds it because that's, I feel like that's what school is really about. It's more about the cultivating of your personality in the real world and uh, like social skills more more so than the actual learning part, if you, if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Because if it was about the learning part, it would be established different. But I don't want to get into the, to the fucking, that talk. But yeah, man, I just wasn't, I wasn't into it, man. I just, just go to school. Go straight to sleep. Didn't have any friends. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing. I used to get suspended every other day because I didn't do work. I didn't care, bro. I was fucking. That shit made me miserable. Bro. If you listen to like my really, if you go back, really, 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 really way back, I got a mixtape called The Losers Table. I made it when I was like 17. Recorded it myself, mixed it myself, and actually sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. And that was like my first like shit I ever like. And it's about my whole experience with school, the whole thing, like. <laughs> I went to like this really back road trailer park school. Shout out Northeast Middle and uh, fuck you Northeast. Uh, <laughs> I mean Northeast High School, my bad. Back. Northeast Middle and Northeast High School. Fuck them both. Was your mom really nervous then if you like hated school and like Was what she kind nervous? of Man. Like, career would you or would you get? If I, what do you mean? Like, oh, like because of all your like failed classes, like was she worried for your career? How are you going to support yourself? Oh, of course. She thought yeah. of she thought I was on a fast track to selling drugs or, mm -hmm. I don't know, robbing, <laughs> I don't know. Cause that's just what it is to do. And where we're from, like there's no other options. Like there's not, there's no, there's no dream. There's no, uh, there's no role models. There's no idols. So if you're not on your own track of like the, the guidelines that are set, like everyone's gonna be like, oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like until like, you know, 
Like there's the J. Coles out of North Carolina and there's like people mm -hmm. from Charlotte, the other people that are making ways and but Greensboro doesn't have that. So my mom my mom's mind, I tell her I'm a rapper, she's like, that shit is in your fucking dreams, dude. Like So, I don't know man. She really she knew I was creative. She really wanted me to like do art and draw and shit or something, but I don't know. I wanted to do yeah. something else. Did you think that you would be able to make it as a rapper back then? Uh, nah. Not yeah. at all. I was just venting on songs. I was just crying on songs about being bullied in school. <laughs> and then people liked it. And then I was like, damn, bro, I gotta keep going if, like, people... Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was kind of crazy, because, like, because I recorded myself and I mixed myself, and I did my own cover art back then, like, I do my own artwork and shit. Like, I was able to make music and nobody know at all, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'll just make it, put it out, put it out, put it out. And then, I wanted it to be a secret, because I was so shy in school. Like, people thought I was mute, that's how quiet I was. I remember one day in class, the teacher called me to answer a question, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and somebody was like, that nigga can talk. I was like, man, fuck this place, bro. <laughs> People used to ask me all the time just because I was so quiet, like, bro, are you on drugs, bro? And I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> but, um. We're just thinking, I guess you're just thinking so much, right? Or like. No, nah, really, so I hated the place I was at. Like, every day yeah. I went to school, I was like, oh, God, bro, get me out of here. Because I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I went to like a trailer park back road school, and like, there was a lot of shit going on, a lot of negativity around that shouldn't even be involved in at that age. Even in middle school, like, I, I was dealing with gangs in middle school. I mean, people deal with that little, like, I, I get that, but like, I don't know, it's just weird. I just, I was just like off to all that shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Getting harassed, bullied, fucked with. Uh, I don't know, this shit crazy, bro. People, I don't know, school was crazy. And I was just off it, mm -hmm. period. Popular kids, the whole, the whole spiel. And it was like, my school was like filled with like hood, hood, hood black people, redneck white people. And it's just, <laughs> like, whoa, like that shit was a lot, dude. Whoa. And I was just not on it, like at that time. Mm -hmm. It was overwhelming for me. How did you get your music out there initially? Or how did people find you? Like when you're way, way back then? Crazy. And nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about at all. But I, my career first started with a website called Newgrounds.com, which is uh, you ever heard of it? No. It's like uh, it's like a game portal website. Like uh, I don't know. It was just a, like some some message board forum shit, and they had like games on it, like uh, like games that were very inappropriate for kids, like school shooting video games and shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And you could upload music on there. And I used to just put it on there and like it just gained on there. And like that just spilled over into like my my MySpace at the time. And then that spilled over into my real life. And then it just kept going from there. Mm -hmm. But if you if you look up Newgrounds, yeah, like shit is crazy. A lot a lot of people, all the internet trolls know what Newgrounds is. And the fact that's where my career literally started is insane. <laughs> And my Newgrounds profile is still up. Really? If somebody can find it, you'll find the first song I ever made in my life. If you can send me that, I will have a heart attack. <laughs>
I've been trying to hide that shit, but I don't want to delete it though, but it's oh, still up. Nostalgic. <laughs> and then how did you meet the, is it called Blackland Radio? Yeah, Blackland Radio 66.6. Yeah. .6, yeah. yeah. How did you be a part or meet them? Straight, straight internet, man. Yeah. Space Coast Perp, he's, he's an internet troll, so like, <laughs> that's just how it happened, bro. Same thing, bro. I just met him on the internet. He said, I'm working on the tape. Sent me the beats. <clears throat> I got on it, sent them back. I hadn't even met him yet. I still haven't met him until, uh, shit, like a year ago, two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, how old were you at this point? I'm 26, probably like 24, 25. Oh, okay, this is like yeah, way this later. Is oh, this is recent. And then how did you meet DJ Drama? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I was a really shy kid, right? And basically my music picked up before I could keep up with it, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't blowing up or anything, but I was like, 100 plays, I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So my friends were always supportive, like always, like, bro, you gotta get out there and get it, get it out there and get it, right? And I had my homie Robbie Theus and my homie Keith, and we went to the mall, and uh, DJ Drama was just there, and uh, I'm like, they like, yo, bro, this your chance, talk to him, this your <laughs> chance, bro. And I'm like, hell no, nah, I'm scared of shit. I'm like 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. Whoa, I was about, I was like, nah. You know how weird that probably looked to him? Uh, so my, my homeboy was like, fuck it, I'm gonna talk to him for him. So they both go walk up to him and they like, yo, my man's is hot, right? He, he His music is dope. And you know how weird that probably looked? Cause I'm in the corner like hiding. Like, I'm like he's like, like is that dude? Like, what <laughs> so he's like, bro, come over here. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? Like, yeah, I rap, bro. I was like, can I rap right now? He was like, nah. He said no. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> it must have taken you so much guts to even ask him if you could yeah. rap in front of him though. And he was like, nah, just send it to my email. And I was like, alright. And then he gave me, he gave me the uh he was he was promoting the fabulous mixtape. The death of a uh something, some some mixtape. He gave it to me and I was I was like, damn, that's hard. And then he never emailed me back. Fuck, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> and, I email, and I'm so <coughs> When you're at the bottom of the totem pole, the desperation in rap gets crazy. Cause I kept emailing him like once a month for the next like three years. And then so what happened after high school? After high school, <coughs> man, my whole life just went into a whirlpool. Uh, just jumping from couch to couch cause I dropped out. I eventually went back, but I dropped out. I came to Cali for a little bit, did a tour with Bones and Xavier Wolf, a few people. How did you meet them? <coughs> or how did the tour happen? It's all, I met them, I met everyone through Perp, really. Mm -hmm. A lot of these, a lot of the people I know would be through Perp because of the Raider Clan network or whatever. And um, I went to, I went to Cali for a show. We all got booked for a show. And I'm in North Carolina, so I never met none of them before. We got booked for a show in LA. Me, Denzel, Xavier Wolf, Chris Travis, Young Simi, Eddie Baker. Shit. Uh, a lot of people. I come there and do the show. My flight was the next morning at 9 in the morning. I got too drunk, missed my flight. Oh my I was gosh. poor at the time, very poor. I think I had just turned 21. Mm -hmm. I was so broke. <laughs> 
I missed my flight, and they're like, you can't get another one. And I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. Didn't even have a phone at the time either. So I go back to the hotel, and I'm like, what am I going to do, bro? Yeah. Like, luckily, the cameraman from my camera, my homie, I ain't even going to call him a cameraman. That's my dog, Forbes. He shot a lot of the, a lot of the legendary footage from that time. Forbes is at the hotel, coming out the hotel. He was checking out, and I'm just sitting out, outside, sitting on my luggage, like, depressed. And he's like, bro, what are you still doing here? And I'm like, bro, I missed my flight. Everybody else had already went home, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, I missed my flight, man. And he like, bro, man, I'm going to Bones' house right now. Just come with me. And I'm like, all right, bet. So I go to Bones' crib. Uh, his brother, him and Elliot, they didn't even expect me to come there. And I came. <coughs> and they like, uh... They're like, oh shit, bro, like, that's crazy, bro. Like, we was trying to plan a tour with you. Uh, we was trying to put you on this tour anyway. Like, bro, what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, luckily I'm homeless, nigga. Like, what's good? <laughs> <clears throat> and stayed at Bones Crib in the fucking garage. And yeah, man, it was a rough time, but we got through it, bro. That tour was, that tour put some, uh, put some hair on our chest man for real for real mm -hmm. it's probably the first run for a for a lot of us maybe i don't know wow yeah did it already have management by this point uh nope oh nah. Nah, yeah. at that time i didn't know how long after until you had management how did you meet them mm, maybe like i don't know what you that was like 2013 maybe I like 2016. 2016 is when the Lower East Coast team took me under their wing. And um, yeah, man. Shout out to everything they they uh. How did you meet them? Uh, through Denzel. That's my. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you connected yourself, yourself, like with all these people before? And yeah, man. I mean, I just always, always stayed in my lane, but I always tried to be the best me do the best i can i don't i don't like i never like try i don't know man i'm just natural natural person bro you, you see what i do yeah. you like it this that's it you know what i'm saying and uh yeah man they just saw like believed in me they wanted to take me under the wing you know what i'm saying man mm -hmm. i appreciate everything that they've shown me and and finagle for me and finesse for me and taught me in this industry man for real how did you meet denzel then uh, at that show. Oh, okay. At the, yeah, that day. Yeah, I met him the day I got off the plane. For the uh, we all met up before the show, and that's when I met Denzel. How about childish major? Oh, childish major. Yeah. Uh, he was working on a video with my homie David Wept, and he had an Airbnb in L.A. We was out in L.A. once again. Shout out to the city of angels. You know what I'm saying. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I was sick on the couch. <laughs> I was sick on the couch. And uh Childish was coming through to talk to David about shooting a video and I was just sick on the couch, knocked out. And uh Childish was just cool, man. He was just cool. He was like, yo, bro, what you do? Who are you, bro? And I'm I'm like I'm like, I'm sick, dude. Like why why, why are you talking to me? But I was like, yo, it's childish major. Like, oh, bro, I've been a fan of you for a minute. I was just talking to him, chopping him up, and I showed him some stuff. David was like, bro, dude's cool, you should work with him. So, uh, yeah, so he was like, yo, take my number, took his number, whatever, linked up. And uh, 
Me and Denzel was at the studio like maybe, I don't know how long ago later, but we was in the studio later. He was just playing some beats for us. He was like, yo, I got something for you, got something for you, pick something out. And then I just knocked them joints out, you know what I'm saying? Were you working other jobs through this? Ever worked? <laughs> I worked two jobs. I wish I never did. Wasted my time. What were they? How with? I, I oh, worked at. No. Yeah. My first, my first job ever. I worked at Target. <laughs> Don't I look like a Target worker? Well, what with this right now? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now I worked at Target in stocking though. Why would they put me in stocking? I'm skinny. <laughs> like what, bro? I dropped everything. I got fired like almost every week, bro. Oh I only God. worked there for three months. Uh, yeah, man, and I just, uh, I couldn't do it, dude. And I used to, <laughs> I, my hours were from 3 in the morning oh till 11. So I used to, and I used to try to live my life because I was still rapping at the time. I was yeah. like, this was after, I think this might have been after the tour with, with Bones and them because okay. I, I, I wasn't making no money. So, yeah. like, I'm like, fuck it, man. So I got a job at Target and I was thinking to myself, every day when I drove to work at three in the morning, how <laughs> miserable I was to be there. Mm -hmm. I used to sit there, I'd park in the front, right in front of the store and just look at it, just stare at it and be like, you gotta make it, dude. This is not it. And uh, yeah, and then I'm trying to live my rapper life at the same time, I'm going to parties. I'm going to parties and you know, all the time I'll be like, oh, I gotta go to work at like 2:30. Oh drunk. my god! I mean, I'm at work drunk, dropping jars of <laughs> whatever. I'm like, bro, what? I don't even care. And then one day I just stopped going. <clears throat> I think it was, uh, I think it was when I got a New York Times. I was just like, yep, I'm done. Oh my gosh! Yeah, That's I got a crazy. New York Times before I'd ever even been in New York. What was, was the article? Uh, their music. Yeah, it was like a artist to watch thing or something oh. like that. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I gotta go back. I can't remember. But it was <laughs> dope. I was like, yeah. Man. And yeah, then I had another job at the Coliseum Catering. That was only for a week because a girl slapped me. Because <laughs> I thought she was flirting with me. So I flirted back. She slapped me in front of the boss. Oh my God. And we both got fired. Something. <laughs> And then since then you just wanted to just focus on your music. You didn't want to. You realized they could live off your music. Yeah, man. It's all I. It's all I want to do. I can't work yeah. for nobody, man. I can't. I can't be like me, and how I am, and work any job for anybody. My friends wouldn't even let me do that. They believe in me too much. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Can you talk about your acid inspiration for Digital Tears? Uh, man. I mean, I made. Digital Tears when I was like, I started on Digital Tears when I was like 22, 23. Mm -hmm. But if you listen to the the album, the story is about my life when I was when I was like, hey, hi. That album was basically about my life when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, like that four year period. That was like a vital moment in my life, and I always knew like. I'm, this is what my first album has to be about because I was doing a lot, a lot of acid, a lot of drugs, and a lot going on, a lot of realizing, realization about myself, being comfortable with myself, 
crazy, oh man, parties, all the time. Not even like, just positive and negative, man. My life hit a, hit a brick wall, rock bottom, like sleeping on floors, couches, sometimes having nowhere to sleep. And just, I don't know, man. And uh, just part of the, the lifestyle, man, just like everything I was going through and living at the time. So I just had to tell that story and it was all acid influenced because only time I can iron out the wrinkles of the life I'm living is when I, life I was living was when I was on acid. Like, cause I, I'll be doing all these things and, and then I'll be like, what am I gonna talk about in my music? Like, what is my story? Like, but then I'll do acid and I'll be like, this is my story. Like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm, what right now, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is my story. Mm -hmm. So when I came up with the title, Digital Tears, I knew I wanted the, even just to the, to down to the instrumentals, I wanted the sounds to sound like crystally, very sounds that sound visual. Does that make sense? Mm, like, yeah. like I want the, I want it to sound like an acid trip. Not just me talking about what happened in my life while doing these things. I wanted to actually sound like it. I just spent a lot of time making sure it sounded exactly what what I wanted it to be and how I felt in that exact time period in my life and I, I achieved it. When I die, that'll be one that'll go down in history. And then when I listened to it when it was done, I, cause I was like, cause I had to stop doing acid for, for, for a while. Cause I was like, I don't want to fry my brain out and I was doing it a lot. And I was starting to have some bad trips and whatnot, whatever. So I stopped and I was like, yo, the last time I'm gonna do acid is when this album is done. And I finished Digital Tears. I did acid and I like sat in the field and I listened to the album. Actually, I did it twice. I did I, I did acid with my, we did we all did acid. Me, homie, Beethoven, and Tucci, we did acid. And we all listened to the album. And we were all like, damn. Like it was just like, whoa, like I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right, I want to do it by myself and listen to what I made by myself. And I, I cried, like, and it was crazy because I almost called Digital Tears, but it was, it's just weird, like, being on, on acid, right? And then listening to something that you made that's so personal. And I'm listening, like, bro, this is me. It's like, I felt naked. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, yeah. And I just felt weird. And I don't know, man. I, uh, I really went more vulnerable than I ever could on that, about mm -hmm. everything going on in how, my life. How do you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made? Um, a lot more aggressive, a lot more confident, less hip hop even less lyrical. I mean, still lyrical, but I mean, definitely went through a really, 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 really dark phase. I mean, I'm still in it, I'm still, still there. I feel like I just went through a lot of phases, but they stay mm -hmm. a little bit as I go through them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when I first started rapping, I wanted to be lyrical. I'm like, put the pot, and but then I was like, nah, I'm sick of feeling like a backpack nerd rapper, so I want to sound cool. So I started trying to sound cool, but it was still lyrical because that's how I started. Mm -hmm. And then. My life went crazy, and then I turned into this angry teenager, and I'm getting into fights, jumping people, getting shot at, jumping niggas, all types. And I just wanted to, I think, then my music reflected that, but it was still mm -hmm. lyrical, but still cool. 
Hey. Oh, hi. Yes, we are. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Uh, honestly, as a human being, it means a lot more. Because I'm a rapper, I feel like it means a lot more than it should. Mm. But I'm not a rapper because I don't care. And I think love means so much to me. Honestly, maybe like, I don't know. I can't live without it, dude. For real. And... And that's just me talking about in the sense of companionship. And then, but then you're talking about generalistic love. That too, like, but I don't know. I have a lot of music about love and about my relationships and about my, about my uh, encounters with females and whatnot, because I hold those close to me, hold those moments close to me. I'm not one of those dudes that's just like, nothing matters you know what i mean mm -hmm. i really care about i really care about everything like even though i can be an aggro like anti-person sometimes it's like a switch like i can hit it really quick like i can be a horrible person like really fast <laughs> like very quickly mm -hmm. but at the root like only reason why i'm like that is like a defense mechanism because mm -hmm. i'm not to be played with toyed with in any form fashion i don't no form of fashion but at the root, I'm a very caring, I love love, I love beautiful people, I love reflection of, I don't know, man. This reminds me of uh, Tupac's interview when he first got out of jail. Do you yeah. remember that? No. You know, oh, look it up. Okay. Cool. I, feel, I feel like that right now. It was on Venice Beach. That shit was funny. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? What I want to be remembered for? Yeah. I want to be remembered for being me. In every way, I feel like I am a different type of person, a rare type of person, mm -hmm. like a like a holographic Mewtwo. But when they first came out, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, I want to be remembered for how just unique everything I did was, even even my personality. Uh, I want to be remembered for my moments, the moments I've. The moments I've left, things I've said, things I've done, the lyrics I've written. I want my words to be dissected because I dissected them when I wrote them. I want that's what I wanted to be remembered for. Me. Like, that's it. And um just the people I've touched and the, the things I've been around and whatnot. Like, just want to be remembered as hopefully a legend. Hopefully a legend. Hopefully mm -hmm. I get a get a few few more. <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah. Wall paintings. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah, man. Just hope I did good. And hopefully I'll drop off a little one before I do. So, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, I love it. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.